The following podcast contains adult material. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. You're listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize there are no nice guys. As I say in the intro, I am your host, Laura Coronado, and thank you for joining me again. Today, I have a guest, and she is also a fellow podcaster. Her name is Erin Ramsey, and her show is called You're Such a Catch. And we've been following each other on Twitter and started a conversation and that's how we connected and I was like I have got to have this woman on my show her podcast is great Erin thank you so much for joining me on the show oh Laura thank you so much for having me I'm super excited I really appreciate it I've been listening to your podcast recently I take little walks around my neighborhood and Uh you're who I'm listening to Oh my God, I love it. So we're walking <laughs> together. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. It's like it's like I'm checking in with my girlfriend. She's giving me an update on what's going on. Not to mention that you bring your friends on. You recently had like one of your best friends on there. Mm-hmm. That yes. was a great conversation. And his boyfriend. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So hilarious. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but when we connected on Twitter, and the reasons we connected, it was like back in January, I want to say, of this year. Um, you had asked about the biggest piece of advice. I think mm-hmm. here it is. What's the biggest piece of advice you wish you knew when you decided you were ready to date after divorce? And mm. I am five years divorced. Um, so it's I was married for 22 years. So five years divorce after 22 years, it's still kind of a fresh divorce in a, right. in a sense. So that really struck me. And then you said something you learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me that, you know, I had a squad of women looking after me, like immediately after my divorce. And I never really considered about other women getting divorced and not having that. Like I just immediately had this squad and they all had great advice. But the most surprising piece of advice I was given was don't date a cop. Mm-hmm. And when I told you that, like, did that did that surprise you as well? Had you heard that from other other women? Well, it's funny because I think around the time that we were having this conversation on Twitter, mm-hmm. I was not really dating a cop, but I was like hooking up with a cop. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I was like, okay, universe. I was like, are you trying to tell me something here? But wow. yeah, I mean, obviously it struck a chord with me. And mm-hmm. I think it's funny that your girlfriends – you know, banded together and were like, okay, you know, Laura, you need to know, like, this is a piece of key advice that we found through experience or whatnot, and that we want to share with you. I mean, obviously, that came from somebody's personal experience, right? Well, the person that came from a female cop told her, so when this friend broke up with Ah, her longtime boyfriend, uh A female cop told her, whatever you do, don't date a cop. So then that female came to me and told me that. And so I've been telling other people as well. Mm, got it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like it's it's funny because I'm sure there are some good ones out there, right? Yes. That, mm-hmm. you know, don't kind of fit into the mold of what I'm guessing they're alluding at. But I, mm-hmm. but I have heard, and I forget the, the name of it, um, but that there are actually women that um, – what do you know what I'm talking about? There's women who are kind of like into cops and it doesn't matter if they're married or, you know, what the relationship status is. They're like, it's just That's their like a jam. thing. Yes. Oh, but it never has heard a name. That. Oh, it has a name and it's, oh my God, I wish I could remember what it's called. It'll probably come to me at like two 30 in the morning. I'll wake up out of a dead <laughs> sleep and be like, ah, got to text Laura and tell her, you know? Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, it's, it, it has some name. I will find out. I, okay. I will find out and let you know, but, um, yeah, you know, so I'm assuming that kind of came from also then 
maybe that they step out of their relationship and aren't faithful? Is that actually what it came down to was that cops are more likely to, and this is, again, I want to be very clear. This is a stereotype or rumor. There's no study that Mm -hmm. proves this. I've never heard of a study that proves this. This is just one of these things that women tell each other. Um, But the idea is that um, cops are more likely to stalk you or to be physically violent with you, you know, domestic abuse, uh and then to get away with it because they're cops. Uh, Um, And another time I had this conversation on Twitter public timeline sure enough one of my <laughs> followers said I wish somebody had told me this because I had one date with the cop and mm-hmm. he ended up stalking her to the point where she had to change her name and move states wow just from wow. one date with the cop yeah that's scary that is yeah. so scary and I mean I think I think no matter what as women we just have to be so careful mm-hmm. and especially like during COVID like I don't know for you but you know as I was dating during COVID the, the rules changed because there was nowhere to go so it was mm-hmm. like okay if you're gonna still date right now and there's yeah. nowhere you can go in public like do you invite people over to your home like oh, you know it goes against all the all the things that we've been you know Mm -hmm. we've been doing or we've been taught but now we're in this position where it's like we also shouldn't have had to put our lives on hold like you know Mm -hmm, and -hmm. not pursue anybody because we couldn't go anywhere but I mean I mean that's a whole other you know ball game this whole last year has just been crazy um but I'm gonna pay more attention to my girlfriends who you know are out there dating and and what their perspective is and and how things are going, conversations are going, if they match with a, you know, a police officer or, you know, that type mm-hmm. of thing, because mm-hmm. I think this is an interesting topic and I want to dive into it more. I'm like, there has to be some studies out there about I it. Mean, too. I doubt there ever would be, but if you just look at it from a very general point of view and the, and the problem is, is when you generalize, but mm-hmm. if you're generalizing in terms of protecting your safety, I kind of think it's okay, you know? Right. Um, and so just generally speaking, it, you know, it comes down to power. And mm-hmm. if you're, you know, getting into a relationship with someone who has more power and authority than you're ever going to have, mm-hmm. doesn't that put you in a vulnerable spot? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we're watching it right every day Mm -hmm. in the news, Mm -hmm. like with what just happened in, you know, Minnesota. And I I mean, obviously that's a totally different scenario, but it's, it's real life and what we are, you know, kind of dealing with right now. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the thing is too, though, if you go and you kind of you know, go through each different profession or, you know, we single out all these different things, you know, then what are we left with? And, and I think that's something, you know, that I've had to learn myself because I had all these different rules and all these different things kind of set in my mind. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and like you, you know, I obviously wasn't, I was not married as long as you were. Mm -hmm. Um, I was married for uh, a total of three years, but we were together for seven, but then I was Mm -hmm. single Mm -hmm. for my God, you know, um, almost the same amount of time, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. trying to figure it out, you know, and I think too, if we go into things where, you know, we already have this preconceived mindset, um, you know, it can, it can make life dating even more challenging. You know? Yes. Yes. It can be detrimental as well. Mm-hmm. So it's about finding that balance. It's funny to talk about other occupations. So again, we're having this conversation on Twitter again about the cops and mm-hmm. somebody brought that up. So what, you know, what other occupations does that leave us with? Cause we we're kind of going back and forth. Like I even said something about how I was also warned not to date, um, uh, poker players. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we have a lot of professional poker players in Las Vegas, which is where I'm based. Uh, right. Apparently, poker players are, um, you know, heavy drinkers, usually do drugs. Um, so you want to avoid that. Then somebody came in and said, I was told not to, that you're going to laugh. I was told not to date house painters. What? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay. That's a new one. I, I Because have, of the yeah. fumes. Apparently, the fumes <laughs> turn house painters into like crazy people. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> I yeah, I, 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 that is crazy. But I mean, like everybody's speaking from their own experience, right? Or yes. like what they've heard and, yes. you know, what's kind of gone around their circle. Well, mm-hmm. I was in the, I was in the car business for 16 years. So 
I mean, car people have a very <laughs> bad, you know, like association with them. And I have been at several sales summits in the, you know, the car business is also, I would say like primarily male dominant, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so me being a single person during the majority of that time, that was really difficult for me because I am in a setting where you're talking about alcohol and all of that, you know, at, yeah, a, at a certain yeah. point at these work functions, I mean, good things are just not going to happen. And so mm -hmm. I remember just being approached, you know, as if no big deal fr from a lot of married men. And, oh. you know, and I'm like, okay, that's not my jam. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, I, I do recall like one night. So obviously like, you know, they, they would put us up in Vegas, right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and because uh, it was like one of the only, you know, places that could house all of us. And, and, you know, and then you get the alcohol flowing. And oftentimes during our sales summits, it's like an open bar, right? They've, they've mm -hmm. got us all there. We're working, you know, all day. And then, you know, nighttime is for drinks and dinners and all of that. And I remember on this one uh, evening having like five different married men try to, you know, progress something what, mm -hmm. like whatever that looked like to them. And I remember, mm -hmm. you know, putting my heels into my hand and like running up to my, you know, to the elevator, to my hotel room and just being like devastated, like, oh my it, like also like sad for the wives. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you never mm -hmm. know what somebody else's situation is. So you don't know if like, you know, that what type of relationship they're in, are they in an mm -hmm. open relationship? Like what's going on? But like, you know, that for me was just like, no, <laughs> you know? yeah. like, I do yeah. not want that. <laughs> yeah. So on, on Twitter, you know, in this conversation, somebody brought up exactly what you just said earlier. Mm -hmm. What does that leave us with? Mm -hmm. If we can't date all of these occupations, what does that leave us with? And I, and because they were the two that were left out of the conversation, I said, firefighters and nerds. <laughs> That's basically well, what we're left with. Right. And like firefighters, I feel like are very desirable. Like I remember I had a girlfriend who was obsessed, like, you know, every time <laughs> it didn't matter who he was, like how old he was, where he lived. If he came across her app, she was swiping right. You know, like that was just like the fantasy she had, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. for herself and, you know, more power to her. But, you know, also that's a hard um, life to adjust to. So I, I do have a really close girlfriend. She's married to a firefighter, but mm -hmm. you know, he's gone, you know, several mm -hmm. nights a week, um, you know, just based on their shifts. And it's a little bit of a different lifestyle because during the time that he's away, you know, he's participating in, you know, firemen, you know, lifestyle at the, you know, uh, station. So, you know, mm -hmm. they, they cook there, they do like all their yeah. chores and, you know, all that have their, you know, whatever you want to call it, bro time or whatever. And so she's had some, you know, ups and downs with just figuring out how that works. too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I really don't know what we're left with. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wanted to talk about how you started your podcast, like sure. what inspired you? And then I love the name. You're such a catch. Mm -hmm. But from what I understand, you're being a little cheeky with that. So tell us the story behind the name of the podcast. And then when did you start it? And why did you start it? Sure. So I never intended to start a podcast, to be honest. Like mm -hmm. I didn't even know what a podcast was. So mm -hmm. I had a spoofy Instagram. Um, so I snort when I laugh. <laughs> and um, so I kind of coined myself. Well, it was, you know, back in the day when everybody was sending those e-cards all around. And so oh, yeah. people would like, you know, send me the e-card that you know, was about snorting, then laughing, then snorting again. And they called it snoffling. So I kind of, yeah. you know, gave myself the nickname, the snoffling queen. And I mm -hmm. created this little Instagram and it essentially was just, you know, some self-deprecating humor, making fun of what it's like to be dating, you know, in your thirties and, um, you know, dating after divorce and like 
honestly, like the quality of men that yeah. are out there, you know, because it, people would would ask me all the time, like, why are you single, Erin? And I'm like, well, I'll show you why, you know, <laughs> and and I'm like, this is what I have to choose from, you know what uh-huh. I mean? And, and I'm not a wallflower. Like I am definitely a social butterfly. And so mm-hmm. it's not like I was just on apps and, you know, keeping my head down when I was out in, you know, public or, you know, when I had the opportunity to meet somebody face to face, like that wasn't the case. So um, yeah, so I had this, this spoofy Instagram and I got a DM and it was from, um, she's one of my like great friends now, but her name's Veronica and her Mm -hmm. and her husband were starting a startup around podcasting called pod sound school. And so she said, Hey, have you ever considered, you know, turning your Instagram into a podcast? And I was like, no, (laughs) no, that's never (laughs) crossed my mind. And at the time I was working my corporate job, I was, you know, in the car business and I was traveling all over the place. So I remember her kind of following back up with me and saying, well, you know, let's just have a chat. And so I was driving somewhere in the country, um, <laughs> countryside up in mm-hmm. up in Oregon. And, you know, she was telling me her story and I was telling her mine and we just kind of connected. And, you know, I was like pondering it, but I wasn't really, you know, giving it much serious thought. And then mm-hmm. um, my company was having a team meeting and I thought it was funny uh, because we had never had a team meeting in Salt Lake City before. And that is where Veronica and her husband, Stephen, live. And so mm-hmm. I thought, well, what's the harm in, you know, meeting up with her and having a little conversation? And so she came to my hotel and we just sat in one of the booths and talked for a few hours. And I was like, whoa, like, you know, she's awesome. Like what they're trying to do is amazing. Like, why not give it a whirl? So the mm-hmm. next day I... Um, everybody else left to go home and I extended my trip and I went and met with, um, her and her husband at, at their home studio, sat behind a mic for the first time and, you know, was like, okay, now what, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't even think I knew like what I was getting myself into, uh, but I, you know, kind of dove head first. And so they taught me everything, how to use the equipment, you know, how to, what to order, you know, where to start, how to submit, you know, to the different podcast players. And obviously during that time, I had to figure out what am I going to be talking about and, you know, what am I going to call it? And it felt very natural to talk about dating and relationships. I think obviously because, you know, I was single at the time and I was kind of on this mission because, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure this is the same in your life, but, you know, I look around at at my girlfriends and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like they're, (laughs) they're gorgeous. They're smart. They're, you know, they've got their shit together. They've got great jobs. You know, they're beautiful. They're funny. Like, why are we, you know, at that time, like, why are we all single? You know, and like, why are they single? Like, what are we doing wrong? Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, you know what? Like, I don't mind being an open book. Like, I'll just document these experiences and also, you know, kind of get to the bottom, try to crack the code, find the secret. Like, you know, how do we advance that, you know, in relationship status? And at the time too, uh, like I told you, people would always ask me, you know, it it was like, I don't know if you got this when you were married, but it was like right after you got married, it was like, okay, well, when are you going to have kids? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. And I felt like, with being single it was like well why are you single and then they would always say after like you're you're such a catch like I just don't oh. get it and so I thought to myself well that's the perfect thing <laughs> you know like you're such a catch and I mean if I had a nickel for every time somebody told me that and and I think that can be said about a lot of people and so as my podcast is evolving and you know now that I'm in a relationship it's it's you know caused me to pivot a little bit but I think at the end of the day like regardless of your relationship status, like everything starts with your relationship with yourself. And we all are catches. I mean, we're all unique. Mm -hmm. We're all different. We're all special in our own way. And we just got to find the right person who appreciates, you know, us for who we are. Yeah. Yeah. I love the whole story. I love how you tied it all in together. And it re- it was almost like the universe was, was speaking to you as well then, you know, and sort of guiding you um, into this path. 
um, and, uh, and giving you this sort of inspiration to share your stories. I know with me, it's like, um, I just want other women to realize that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like your stories on your podcast are the same way. It's like, I so relate right. to so much of what you're saying. And sometimes that just helps for other women to click with that and go, oh, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who's being told all the time, why are you single? You're right. such a catch, yes. you know? Yes. Um, and so it just, it kind of gives women the sort of, um, I don't know, a, a group or a, com- a, a camaraderie, mm-hmm. you know, someone to join in and understand, you know, what you're going through. So I love that. Um, but what is the intention? So you, you start the podcast, you got the name, mm-hmm. and then what was your intention? Like, what was your goal in putting it all together? Yeah, I think very much similar to you. I felt like if I could reach somebody through my voice, through my stories, um, and and be relatable and maybe help somebody, mm-hmm. then I, you know, it, it really like f- made me feel uh, like I had a passion and a purpose. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And what I was surprised about is the more open and the more vulnerable that I am, the mm-hmm. more I get that openness and vulnerability back. And what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, and, and you know, I kind of like gone back and forth, is is my podcast only intended for women? Is it intended mm-hmm. for, for both male and female? Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I still kind of go, I'm not quite sure and, and try to be all inclusive. Um, although a lot of times I am speaking to, you know, like a girlfriend, um, yeah. a fictitious girlfriend, if you will. Mm-hmm. But what I found is as I'm sharing these stories and having these different topics, people were pouring their hearts out to me. Yeah. And I'm talking, you know, three page emails, you know, whether we were talking about, you know, infertility or, mm-hmm. you know, I shared something super, you know, vulnerable. Um, I shared a story about being sexually assaulted and, mm-hmm. You know, that took a lot of balls because, you know, when you, it's, it's one thing to speak it out loud to, you know, your family member, which, which is tough, you know, Mm -hmm. or to say it out loud to a friend. But, um, I was doing this series on women empowerment and I was having all these different, you know, women come on and share their stories. And on this particular week, um, the, the guests that I had backed out, And I was panicking, you know, I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. no, what am I going to do? Like, I want to, you know, keep on this theme. And everybody was, you know, giving me a lot of positive feedback. And I thought to myself, well, you know, maybe this is the opportunity to, you know, kind of divulge this information that you haven't shared yet. Mm -hmm. And I really thought to myself long and hard, like, okay, can one, can you do this? Mm -hmm. And then two, kind of like, okay, well, if in doing this, you are able to help one person feel mm-hmm. comfortable in sharing their story or coming forward or, you know, seeking help or, you know, whatever that might be, just support, yeah. then, you know, it's worth it. And so mm-hmm. I did it. And, you know, I'm proud of myself for doing it. And again, those letters poured in. And, um, you know, that really, to me, felt like, okay, you're making a positive impact. Yeah. And like, keep going. <laughs> you definitely are you should keep going because you definitely are making a positive impact there and I'm proud of you too thank you (laughs) I just bought myself a house last year congratulations thank you so I'm still you know I'm still it's still very new for me now the house was built in the 70s so the house itself isn't new Uh Um, I was also built in the 70s too so I feel like we're a match (laughs) there you go swipe right Um, (laughs) but it's new to me and um I went and got on the next door app Mm. And for <laughs> our specific little community, because okay. I have seen three hot men mm. in my mm-hmm. specific little neighborhood. It's a gated community. So in our little community, I have seen spotted three hot men. So I one, I've incorporated uh, walking into my life, you know, and I always wear some cute leggings that kind of perk up my ass and I make sure to wear a love it a shirt that, you know, stops around my waist so that I can show off my ass, walk around hoping to see these men. That hasn't worked. I have not ran into these men again. Oh. So then I got on the Nextdoor app. 
and I made sure to post, put on a little, a pretty picture. Because a lot of people don't put their picture on their profile for next door. I did. Sure. Uh-huh. Along with a little about me profile. Uh-huh. And from what I understand, you have tried dating using the Nextdoor app. <laughs> I have. Not intentionally, but um, oh. yes. I, I'm being I intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so which I'm... I actually really love. <laughs> I, I love this because one of the things that was important to me that kind of flew out the window mm-hmm. um, in my current situation is I really wanted somebody who was in like a five-mile radius. <laughs> and yeah. so what I love about the Nextdoor app is that they are in your neighborhood, which yes. is amazing. You know, I don't know what the traffic is like in Las Vegas, but in L.A., I mean. That's not as bad as L.A. We're not as bad as L.A. So we're pretty okay in in Vegas. I mean, in Vegas, it really does take 20 minutes to get everywhere. No, everyone says that in L.A., but it never takes 20 minutes. But in Vegas, it really does take you 20 minutes. minutes. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I would guess also that. You know, for you, you get a lot of people who are coming in just for the weekend or they're coming for a bachelor party or whatever. And so you have to be so careful. It's probably like Mm -hmm. me living close to LAX. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I remember like, you know, matching with a guy and then two hours later he was in like Ohio or, you know, (laughs) wherever. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, and so I think finally like apps like Bumble and stuff got, you know, keen to it and we're like, okay, they're at LAX and like that's Mm -hmm. in your radius. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to get them, but we're going to give you a fair warning or, you know, like the travel mode or whatnot. But, um, yeah, so, uh, so next door. So this was, uh, during, during COVID and, um, like when we were in, you know, the lockdown and and we were having, you know, um, the riots and the protests and stuff. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. this man, very, very attractive, delicious looking man, um, Mm -hmm. posted this, uh, like kind of like a blog post type thing Mm -hmm. on next door, um, talking about black lives matter. And so I'm reading his writing and I'm like, Whoa, you know, I, was really compelled. I felt, you know, like moved by what he had to say about it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this isn't, you know, this guy's, this guy's a catch. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like he can not only like spell, he's articulate, like, you know, he's, he's attractive. And so I was like, hmm, all right, I'm going to go find his social media. And I think he had even put like, if you want to follow my journey or whatever, you know, here's my, here's my Instagram handle. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, I'm all for it. So I go and, you know, um, I'm, I'm ballsy. So I, you know, I slide into his DMs and, (gasps) and I say something like, Hey, you know, I saw you on next door and I liked your, you know, I liked what you had to say and I would love to get together for a coffee. And mm-hmm. immediately, like, he followed me right back because I had, mm-hmm. you know, extended the follow. He follows me right back. And he responds and he's like, thank you so much. And he's like, I'd be open to coffee. What would we be discussing? <laughs> okay. And at this point, I thought, okay, that is a very weird way to, you know, continue this conversation. Yeah. Like, you know, I was looking more for, like, Hey, yeah, let's, you know, hit up the local Pete's coffee, whatever. You know, I was I was like, what would we be discussing? So that made me think. And I my mind kind of went two ways. Either mm-hmm. he's in a relationship mm-hmm. or maybe he, you know, plays for the other team. I wasn't sure. So ah. then I decided I went and I Googled him and I was like, oh no, he is like 10 years younger than me, which I didn't anticipate. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know why, but mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have all that information up front because it yeah. wasn't a dating app. And so I'm like, yeah. okay. But one thing I liked about him too, is he was a former, um, you know, collegiate athlete and played football and I love football. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. we have that in common, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but when I saw his age, I was like, oh, you know, he's, he, I, I, here I am, you know, stereotyping. So I'm like, oh, he's not going to be ready for a commitment. And I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. at that point in my life where I'm like, hey, let's meet, let's, <laughs> let's yeah. get engaged. Let's get married. Let's pop out a kid. Like before, <laughs> you know, my last egg shrivels up. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think I wrote him back and I was, I was like, you know, I just think we'd have a lot in common, you know, with the, you know, with with football and da, 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 whatever. So, okay. So long story short, we never go to coffee. Oh. About a week and a half passes by and I get a little notification to my email that says, you know, I forget his name even right now, but you know, so-and-so posted on next door. And I thought, oh, well, let's go check out what he wrote this time. 
oh no, Laura, he did not write anything like grand or profound this time. He posted a picture of him proposing to his girlfriend in Dubai Aww. during the pandemic. <laughs> But that is really sweet. <laughs> it was very sweet. But I thought, where was this girl? She didn't show up anywhere on your social media mm-hmm. until the proposal. So I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't know. But he also didn't come up front and say, oh, by the way, I'm in a yeah. committed, serious relationship. And so I mm-hmm. didn't, you know, I truly didn't know. But yeah, I, that made me second guess my, you know, choice to try to use Nextdoor as a dating app. <laughs> Yeah, so the three guys I've seen, I'm not going to assume that they're single. Now, the th- all all three guys, and at the moment I saw them, each one of them, they were by themselves. So, because okay. I've seen other men um, who are also attractive, but they'll be walking a dog with their significant other. Okay, so I can okay. see that they're not single. Um, mm-hmm. When I saw these three men, and I haven't seen them again with other women. It's always, like, by themselves. Um but I don't want to just assume that they're single. Doesn't mean that, you know, they're single. Um, so right, I'm going to be right. careful on the next door app, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to sort of put myself out there. Um, Which I love. I mean, I think the more creative you can be and the mm-hmm. more places you're willing to, you know, just show up and just be present at, yeah. like there's not, I mean, anything outside the box of that, you know, normal a dating app thing I think yeah. is awesome well add to that we're having a community-wide garage sale this weekend Ooh, okay and I am planning some cute fucking outfits so. there you go I love it I love it and maybe like I don't know what you have in terms of what you're selling if you have any sort of a dancer pole would... <laughs> <laughs> I'm selling a dancer pole I don't really have a place in my house for it so right? I'm selling a dance pole Okay, that's amazing. I mean, I you could test it out in the in the driveway. I mean, th- these are ways to be creative and market yourself. Um, you could also maybe have something that would be male friendly to sell. I don't know where you would get that from, but I have an amp, uh, okay. a guitar amp, because okay. I bought a new guitar amp, so I have my older guitar amp that I'm ready to get rid of. Okay, I love this. I yeah. love this. I am here for it. I Thank need you. to know exactly what happens because. Thank you. This is what I'm all about. And I, and I truly like think it's great that you're thinking along these lines. Thank I you love so it. much. I really need your support on this. Okay. So <laughs> another thing I want to ask you about and need your support on, because I would really love to get your feedback on this. Okay. okay. So along the Nextdoor app, because again, we're talking about in our community, there's a dating app called Happen, H-A-P-P-N. Mm-hmm. I hate how apps remove the vowels. It's like, what do you have against an E? I don't understand. Right. Okay. <laughs> but it's Happen, H-P-P, no E. Just an N dating app. And what it does is it actually tells you when you've crossed paths with someone in your neighborhood. It can be a little spooky, and this is why I need your feedback. Okay. Let's pretend I live on Elm Street, like, mm-hmm. you know, like with Freddy Krueger. Yes. I live on Elm Street. <laughs> it will literally say, Hey, Laura, you crossed paths with Jim on Elm Street. And I'm like, Which means his app is saying, You crossed paths with Laura, showing my face on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you're letting strangers know where you live. Oh, right. Yeah. Does it does it do it right down to your actual like pinpoint right where your house is? No, but it says Elm Street and I live on the corner. So even Uh if it's like just pinpointing Elm Street and I'm on the corner of Elm Street, I mean, it's kind of a pinpoint, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that is a little scary, but I, do, I love it in the sense, like if you were, let's say you were at like Whole Foods or something and mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. were in line, you were in line and you were eyeing him, he was eyeing you and you wanted to say something, but like, it just felt a little awkward. Yeah. But after thinking about it, you're like, oh, dang it. Like I, you know, I should have shot my shot. And then boom, you know, mm-hmm. Joe from Whole Foods, you yes. know, pops up in your feed, then you're like, hell yeah, let's go. Like, you That's know. That's how it works. That is yeah. how it works. It'll say you crossed paths with Joe over at Whole Foods. Mm. And then I can, at that point, strike a conversation with Joe. Yeah. You know what this reminds me of is remember back in the day they had like um, Craigslist, the big missed encounters. Yes. Yeah, it's like that. It's only, like that. Only in Except real time. It's like that. Yes, in real time and it but it literally hits close to home. 
Yeah. So I'm worried about that aspect of it, of it literally hitting close to home. Mm, I know. Ugh. That I mean, that's the only thing is just the safety component. Mm-hmm. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I do also love like if you're frequently if you're frequenting the same places with somebody. Yes. And like. I mean, it kind of shows, too, like, oh, we have similar interests, like, Mm -hmm. you know. That's true, too. Yeah, so. So I should just stick with it. Because the other thing is that my, I mean, people's public, your uh, property records are public records anyway. I mean, anything can be found on the internet, which is so crazy. I mean, you know, just ask your girlfriend to stalk the guy that you're about to date, and she'll give you everything. His social security, his blood type, you know. You know, whether he drinks low fat, non-fat, you know, (laughs) oat milk, like, yeah, she'll know everything. So I agree. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just, you know, anything with dating, just Mm -hmm. being aware of your surroundings too. Like, and I think Mm -hmm. oftentimes too, as women, like you just said, like I'm walking around the neighborhood, I'm, I'm listening to podcasts and I've got my, you know, AirPods in and it's like, okay, yeah, like I do the same thing too. And like, Mm -hmm. hopefully we're fine and, and we live in nice neighborhoods and, you know, we shouldn't have to worry about that but at the same Mm -hmm. time like you know we do kind of have to just be aware and and those type of things so obviously I think if you do that go into it just kind of knowing like okay my location device is on you know (laughs) be be a little bit you know more on the lookout I think I think you're good get that ring doorbell you know (laughs) I have one I do have one yeah yeah yes (laughs) okay cool all right then I'm gonna stick with it and I will just keep you updated and posted yeah but I mean after this garage sale girl I mean you may be off the market (laughs) I am hoping the garage sale is gonna make me a hit in the neighborhood I think you are gonna be a hit and I love this this is gonna be our story and it's gonna be so fucking good (laughs) you're gonna be like where'd you meet him I met him at my garage sale (laughs) that's amazing so okay so now we talked about Using the Nextdoor app possibly as a dating app. I've told you about my garage sale. We've talked about Happen. I mean, these are a lot of hoops that a single woman nowadays has to jump through. So I have to ask you the ultimate question. Why is dating so damn hard, Erin? Oh, my God. How much time you got? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, oh, man, I, you know, it's so funny because, Uh, So obviously, like, you know, for your listeners, I am now in a relationship Mm -hmm. and congratulations, right? I, girl, girl, it was a (laughs) struggle, but, and he has a sexy voice, man. Thank you. Oh my God. I know. I'm like, just keep talking. It's like butter. Yeah. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I think it's just like weight loss, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're, you know, there's so many different things out there to try and you're getting marketed, you know, in every which way. And Mm -hmm. you're like, God, should I be keto? Should I be vegan? You know, Mm -hmm. um, should I revert back to the old days and do South beach or, you know, like you just don't know, but you kind of got to find what works for you. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can kind of shut out some of the noise Mm -hmm. and really, um, really kind of embrace you know, and honor like yourself in your relationship with yourself. Like, and I don't know if you feel this way, but like a lot of times we don't want to do the work on ourselves, right? We want to jump from one relationship to the other. I mean, I don't know how you felt after your divorce, but like for me, I was like the polar opposite. I was like, okay, you can't bring this, you know, shit into something else. Like you need Mm -hmm. to work through this. And, and it took me a very long time, but, but I think that when you are kind of exuding that energy and you're in that higher vibration, Mm -hmm. you attract a different type of person to you. And I know Mm -hmm. that sounds hokey pokey and a little woo woo, but it doesn't matter then. It doesn't matter if it's Hinge or Bumble or, you know, the Whole Foods or the Happen app or your garage Mm -hmm. sale. When Mm -hmm. you're like operating on that higher level and you know your worth and you're feeling like, you know, your most confident self, I think at that point, it's like you have your picking, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and it just kind of happens. And I used to fucking hate when people would tell me that, but like, I've been literally been documenting my, you know, six years of singlehood through my Uh blog and and Uh then on the podcast. And like, 
that is literally what happened to me. It was like when I felt comfortable with Aaron, you know, who Aaron is, flaws and all, I wasn't Mm -hmm. trying to be, you know, this you know, LA version of Aaron. I was just being myself. I was embracing my snort and, you know, (laughs) all the weird that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just being ready too, because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times as well, like, you know, us even talking about um, these things with like stereotypes and mindsets and and Mm -hmm. all of it, you got to be so careful with your, your thoughts because like I was, I was basically blocking everybody in LA five miles or more out of my radius. I'm like, nope, not going to date you. You're too far away. And so I think a lot (laughs) of it is like, you know, just self, you know, putting yourself in check. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so that brings me to my next question, because I feel like everything you've just said actually is going to answer my next question is, how does a woman know when she's ready to get back to dating after this pandemic? Like, you know, Mm. where people are being vaccinated, right? So, you know, I thought it was just me. And again, that's the reason why we have our podcast to let other women know it's not just you, you know, Mm -hmm. but I tend to forget it's not just me. So I've been talking to other single women on Twitter and it turns out, I'm not the only one who's been basically hiding Mm -hmm. from the world in order to avoid the pandemic or or in order to avoid getting sick Sure. um, for the past year. I've not dated in the past year. I've not had sex. Oh, look Um, at you, girl. You go, girl. And Mm -hmm. a lot of women fall into my same boat. But differently than than I, a lot of women are feeling like I'm still not ready. Even Mm -hmm. when I get vaccinated, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I want to go back out into this dating scene. And so I asked women what they were afraid of, assuming it was rejection. I assumed right away, oh, everyone put on weight. They're afraid of rejection. And that Mm -hmm. wasn't even it. Mm-hmm. they're afraid that well one they're still afraid of getting sick because you know how the vaccinations are not sure, guaranteeing 100 yeah. percent efficacy against you know infection so they're still worried about getting sick but they're also really worried about the cesspool mm-hmm. that the dating scene is going to become right. so mm-hmm. how well, does a yeah. woman know when she's armored and ready to get back into the cesspool of dating. Sure. And I mean, I think I'll take that a little further. So, I mean, for, for women who chose not to date and Mm -hmm. to, you know, to kind of remove themselves from that scene, like I, I commend them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for me that just wasn't, you know, I felt comfortable enough to do things a little kooky, like, you know, going for a walk six feet away from somebody, you know what I mean? But, um, but I mean, hopefully in that time too, uh, you know, there was some, you know, kind of inner reflection, Mm -hmm. some, you know, really kind of getting down to the nitty gritty of what you're looking for and what you want and, you know, kind of what that looks like with that man or that partner moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think too, like if you don't spend the time doing that, then you are kind of entering the cesspool because you're willing to entertain anything, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you're kind of just casting a very wide net versus, Mm -hmm. you know, casting a line with intention in a, in a perfect stream with like only the type of fish you want to catch. Right. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so, um, I think one, like we have to have grace with ourselves. Like most people, not just women, like most people have put on a couple pounds during COVID. And I don't think we beat ourselves up for that. I think we all went through a very difficult time. There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unknown. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's okay. And I think too, like we will get back to our best selves as the world opens up and as we feel more comfortable and, you know, a little bit back to, you know, normal, if you want to call it normal. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, you just kind of have to take a pulse and and ease into it and I think dating looks differently for a lot of different people I mean I have girlfriends who go out on a date every single night of the week and I'm like Mm. whoa like I could not like that's just not me like I Mm -hmm. I was more of a you know one to two time a week Mm -hmm. um type deal but I think it all just kind of boils down to what you feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And as much as you kind of do need to push your boundary a little bit and kind of get outside of your comfort zone, but like, don't do it to the point where, you know, it doesn't feel natural or it feels uncomfortable because that type of energy is then going to follow you. And I think, 
if you can somehow, and I was not great at this, and I don't know if you are, but if you can somehow remove the emotion mm-hmm. um, of of when you're going out and you're first trying to connect with somebody and, um, you know, you don't get invested early on, I think that's going to serve you well. And it's going to help you say no when you need to say no. And it's going to help you be aware of those red flags and call things off quicker. So you're not, you know, dealing with um, these bottom feeders that are out Because <laughs> <laughs> they're there. Trust me, they're there. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking, I'm imagining, you know, people get vaccinated, they want to get out of the house, right? So let's just imagine a world in which, you know, we've got hugely populated, huge population of vaccinated people mm-hmm. um, who want to get out of the house. And so um, we're going back to restaurants, we're going back to bars, um, possibly meeting people in person, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think the dating scene is going to be I don't know, maybe even easier than it was before? Do you think it's going to be harder? Are people going to be able to like eager to socialize? Therefore, you're going to see more interactions. Or do you think people became like so scared of socializing now that they've been home for a year? Right. I mean, yeah, that that is a really good question. And I will say, so LA was, you know, locked down. I mean, when, mm-hmm. when I met my boyfriend, like there, there was nowhere to go. You couldn't yeah. even outdoor dine. And, um, I, I think even now, like in, we're both social beings, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't abnormal in the past to strike up a conversation with the table next to you and, you know, bring, bring them in or, you know, next thing you know, you're sitting next to each other and eating fries off each other's plate or whatever, (laughs) whatever that looked like. But I definitely do think those days are gone. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I just don't see us getting back to that comfortability, Mm -hmm. um, anytime soon, at least not here from what I'm seeing. I mean, you know, I still see people at a restaurant outside now who don't remove their mask while they're sitting with their, you know, their people at their table, you know, until their food comes and then they put it right back up. And I mean, um, you know, and, and a lot of my friends, my family have, have gotten the vaccination and I definitely think that's made them feel a little bit more comfortable, but that's also kind of scary, especially with everything in the news, you know, it's almost like a false sense of security. Um, and and we don't know how long it's going to last or that type of thing, but, I definitely think there could be um, the potential for when the world opens up, you know, people just being so excited to be back in a, you know, bar together that mm-hmm. that energy is flowing and, you know, it's more of a social, uh, you know, gathering because, you know, they've had an entire year to be, you know, head in their phone and you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that type of thing. I mean, that's what I would hope for. Um, but I still think that the most successful relationships that I found or that I've been in, I haven't connected in a bar or a, huh. a restaurant. Yeah. And I don't know if you, um, you know, if if that's been your experience, but I feel like if I am doing an activity or I'm Mm -hmm. doing something that's not necessarily based around, you know, alcohol, um, Mm -hmm. then it's been more like there's been something more memorable about it or Mm -hmm. the connection has been deeper than like a conversation over a couple drinks and an appetizer. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it varies for me. I, I've I've been lucky. I can connect with men when we're introduced by friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met men in a work atmosphere. Okay. And then um, I have connected with men at bars, um, and then also on the apps. Honestly, I've just I've been, I mean, not so supremely successful that every every single interaction with a guy in every scenario has been a hit. But I mean, I've, I've found at least one good guy in each of those scenarios. Right. Well, that's amazing. That's awesome. And I think that's a testament to you also being Mm open-minded and, you know, just being aware and, and probably having a really good mindset going into it. You know what I mean? Like you're, Mm -hmm. you're just open-minded and ready to receive it. However, it's going to come to you. I am definitely ready for reception, Erin. Let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) 
I am so ready for reception. Girl, I, I hear you. I feel it. And I don't know. I've got a good feeling about this garage sale. I'm really excited about it. So. I am too. The more I talk about it with you, the more excited I'm getting. So I have to like really make sure that my outfits are on point. Yes. I mean, we're putting it out into the universe. You just never yes. know. Like, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Friday night is the homeowner's preview. So this is when okay. the homeowners can, you know, have access to the garage sale before the public. Mm-hmm. So I'm not only planning a cute outfit, but I'm also planning to have a bottle of wine available for myself. Oh, I like this. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm going to make it like a little social hour for myself. And then Saturday is when it's public. So, okay. you know, I'm hoping Friday night is going to be the big night for me when I finally get to meet either all three Your of the neighbors, hot guys yeah. Yeah. or at least one of them. So. Yeah, maybe have an extra couple glasses out just in case somebody passes by and you want to give them some wine, yeah, and they're okay (laughs) with it, and and you know, still COVID times, but no, I think that's I think that's great. I love it. I should get some paper cups. That's a really good idea. Okay. Yeah, be (laughs) prepared. We talked about me being in Vegas, you in LA, uh, and we just discussed about how Vegas is like full of tourists. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes dating, generally speaking, pretty hard because it's like, you know, and, and even the people who move to Vegas very often, they only live here for a couple of years. It's very nomadic town. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so in comparison to Vegas, like what's the LA dating scene like? I, I figure, I, I kind of feel like the men, there are more uh, handsome men. Not that the handsome, mm-hmm. that the men are better looking than in Vegas, but there's more of the good looking men available because there's more population in LA mm-hmm. than in Vegas. Um, but other than that, like how difficult or how easy or, you know, besides the traffic being a challenge, I guess the traffic is a cock blocker in LA. Right. Oh my God. For, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, And I think, too, like, there is such a pressure in L.A. to Mm -hmm. look a certain way. You know, I mean, everybody is all Botox and filler. And, you know, I mean, you look at somebody and you think they're, like, 25 and then you find out they're, Mm -hmm. like, 45 and you're, like, whoa, you know, like, (laughs) like you just don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that was definitely, like, a challenge for me Mm -hmm. is, like, this kind of, like, Peter Pan syndrome. Um, The men don't really have to grow up. If they're 45, they're still dating 25-year-olds. Mm. Um, and, you know, that is a bit of a struggle when, you know, the majority of my girlfriends and I, you know, we're in our 30s, in our late 30s. Yeah. And we, mm-hmm. you know, we do want to have a family and have kids. So, you know, especially after the pandemic with like all these divorces coming about, right? You're mm-hmm. going to have, you know, some men who are going to come out of marriages who probably already have children and don't yeah. want to have more. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's kind of helpful to have that stuff, know that stuff up front. Um, so you can go, okay, we're not aligned in that, you know, like don't even bother, don't even get invested. But mm-hmm. I think that's like one of the major challenges of, of LA dating is just that men have, you know, a lot to choose from. I feel, I feel like, you know, there's like this kind of revolving door and, and, you know, I've had some men on my podcast, even and talking to them about like trying to pick Mm -hmm. their brain and get into their psyche. Like, you know, what are, what are you thinking when you're going on dates? And I mean, I had one guy tell me like, I would go on a fantastic date with a girl. We would have a great time, have a great dinner. I would want to see her again. But when I got into my Uber to go home that night, I would get back on my phone and start swiping because you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, you know, so Mm -hmm. if you're okay and you just want to be out dating and and that's what you want to do, great. But like for somebody who wants to be in a committed relationship, I think that's a struggle in LA because, you know, you've got a lot of women who want that, but the men, again, they just have so much to choose from. Mm -hmm. If they're not truly ready to settle down, um, then, you know, you're kind of, up against a big challenge there. That sounds so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that it I could is. deal uh-huh. with that. Uh-huh. And and you know you have to really um that this is where like that relationship with yourself comes into play mm-hmm. and you really have to just be okay with who you are because yeah. you could really start to believe well gosh, if I lost 20 pounds or if my boobs were bigger mm. or if, you know, I went and got that Botox or whatever, you know, maybe he would choose me, but it, yeah. it's not about that at all. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely not, but, but that's definitely, um, you know, something that I think is, a 
you know, ongoing theme in, in this area. Well, that's definitely some fuckboy behavior right yes, there. Yes, exactly. And exactly. it sounds like that there's a lot of, I'm sure they're handsome, sexy, but mm-hmm. fuckboys mm-hmm. who are basically left to be, you know, left alone in a candy store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds like LA is just one big candy store filled with a bunch of fuckboys. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you're having to deal with that. Um, talk about a cesspool of dating. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. But obviously, I guess, like you said at the very beginning of this interview, you were talking about being in the right mindset and, you mm-hmm. know, having um, just being on that higher, what we we're saying, like a higher vibration. Like a higher vibrational level. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then look at you. You ended up finding someone who is not a douchebag. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, and falling into this great relationship that were you, you know, I mean, on your podcast, Aaron, you can hear the um, joy in your voice oh, since you've gotten so into this sweet. relationship. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. definitely a certain like you were already bubbly and, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of jovial, but it's like it's increased. Oh, it's really thank interesting you for noticing that. And, it, and it's funny because I want to be very careful with that um, mm-hmm. as well, because, I, you know, I've had a lot of people tell me like, oh, you're so happy now. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like love looks good on you and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And I, I had to kind of do a little bit of a self-examination and go, wait a minute, you know, because I really did truly believe that I was happy on my own. And I yeah. do, I do believe that. And I do believe that, um, you know, like it, he has added value to my life, mm-hmm, which I mm-hmm. very much appreciate and everything that I kind of like wanted, which I'm still, you know, in shock and awe. And I shouldn't be because I mean, you know, it's doubting the universe and I, and I should yeah. not do that, but you know, it almost is like, whoa, like every single thing I ask for he is. And sometimes I just want to like pinch myself and be like, is this really <laughs> happening? But mm-hmm. I think that you know, I can't, I can't do that. Like I need to live presently and I need to, you know, realize that when we are ready and when we have done the work and when Mm -hmm. we're putting our best self forward and we are like, you know, exuding that energy and we're on that higher vibrational level, that's when stuff comes to us. And it it doesn't necessarily have to be a man. It could be a job. It could be a home. Like you, you know, just manifested your home. You bought a home Mm -hmm. and like whatever the case may be, um, you know, when you're doing those things and you're on that level, I mean, really you can draw anything to you that your heart desires. I mean, you know, within reason. (laughs) Well, (laughs) and to add to that, to complement what you're saying, um, as you said before, that thing that you draw to yourself could also be, as we've just discussed, a better relationship with yourself. Mm, mm -hmm. That could be that thing. So if there is a woman who's listening, I mean, forget the um, goal, you know, the goal shouldn't be the man or that Mm -hmm. relationship. The goal should first be the relationship with yourself. So if you haven't gotten there yet, that could be that higher vibrational uh, thing that you manifest Absolutely. That brings you to that new level, to that new level of happiness, confidence, um, joy, and passion. It really could be that relationship with yourself that's pivotal Mm -hmm. before you acquire anything else in your life. Absolutely. I I agree with that 150%. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I I know so so the funny thing is and I don't know if you um caught this on on the episode that I did with Jamar, but you know, we had matched on Tinder um years ago. And I knew uh-huh. that because when I when I, you know, saw his um his, his photo and I was kind of like looking at his social media, I was like, I, I recognize this guy, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And obviously because of my spoofy Instagram, I had a lot of screenshots of men, <laughs> you know, and different <sighs> profiles. And so <sighs> I'm like, no, I matched with this guy before. And and he ghosted me basically. I mean, you know, f- for lack of a better way to, mm-hmm. you know, put it, but mm-hmm. we had, ex- we had matched, we had exchanged a couple of messages. And then I distinctly remember him saying, I'm going to go, you know, visit my mom in New York. Like I'll hit you back when I get back to, to town or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, and then we never spoke again. And so I brought that up to him and I was like, I, we've matched before. Like we've, we've come in contact before and he didn't remember it, but mm-hmm. you know, the kind of long and the short of it was from his perspective and from mine, if we would have matched then it wouldn't have been wow. as, you know, um, y- y- we wouldn't have gelled as much. We wouldn't, have, mm-hmm. we weren't ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we weren't at the right place in our life. 
Um, and I don't think I would have appreciated I probably would have, you know, done some self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. And um, for him, I think, you know, he was probably still, you know, trying to figure out, well, where do I go from here? Do I want to mm-hmm. be in a committed relationship or not? And so I do think timing mm-hmm. um, as well as, you know, really being in tune uh, with yourself, I think timing is you know, the second most important thing. (laughs) So that's a really good lesson too, that you've just pointed out is to not just throw away these past guys, these past matches. Um, Because in a sense, yeah, he ghosted you in that, but it was so early on. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It was like maybe three messages exchanged. Yeah. 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 And, and sometimes, you know, we can be prideful and be like, oh, well, you know, he, I'm completely done with this guy, mm-hmm. never giving him another chance because, you know, he didn't contact me when he got back from visiting his family or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. But really, it's not that big of a deal. And if years have passed, it's like, get over it. Right. Um, right. And, it, and maybe it was just bad timing. You know, I think sometimes we can be a little hard on men, especially me. When I yeah. say we, I mean I mean myself. <laughs> you mean yourself. <laughs> well, it's funny too because we are and we become like a culmination of our past experiences. Yeah. And so when we start to notice a behavior or a pattern, we mm-hmm. automatically like jump and assume, you know, this guy's going to do what the last guy did. And, yeah. and it's so hard. And that's where like the self and personal growth and just kind mm-hmm. of, you know – understanding and being more self-aware comes into mm-hmm. play because it's like, no, not everybody is going to do X, Y, Z that, you know, your ex-boyfriend Joe did or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, like you have to give people a fair shake until they give you a reason not to. And I think, um, talking about like the cesspool of dating, like mm-hmm. it's very easy to get bogged down, right? We, yeah. We swipe, we have conversations, we get asked for pics. We're like, no, that's not what Mm -hmm. I'm here for. Mm -hmm. You know, you go on a date, the guy doesn't want to pay. He, you know, is on his phone the whole time. He's checking out the girl's ass next to you. And you're like, (laughs) why am I here? Why did we do this? What what am I doing? And then you get into this kind of like, you know, unfortunately, like a toxic pattern of like, well, Mm -hmm. all men must be like that. And it's like, no, like there still are good men out there. It's just, you know, finding where they're at, where they're hiding. (laughs) (laughs) Or just knowing that it is about good timing Mm -hmm. and, um, and and you just sort of manifesting. I think um, in the very first episode of the season, I talk about before you even get back into the dating scene, write down what it is that you want your dating life to look like and know what you want and then prepare yourself for disappointment and frustration anyway. Because it's still going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think just knowing what you want and knowing what you want your dating life to look like, um, that in of itself is just going to make the process smoother. Right. And instead of like the disappointment, like look to it more as what can I learn from this? Like what did mm-hmm. this experience bring me? Because, you know, if you if you try to remove that emotion like I was kind of talking about, then you don't have an expectation yeah. and then somebody, you know, can't let you down, which I think yeah. is is really hard to do. But if you can even, you know, lighten that blow for yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it will do a world of wonders. And the other thing that was huge for me is I had um, Kate Steinberg on. She was on the 12 dates of Christmas from, uh, you know, HBO max. And she, you know, basically manifested Chad on the show. And, mm-hmm. and that's a wild story in and of itself. But mm-hmm. the one thing that she told me, which I was like, it was such an aha moment. Like I felt like Oprah was right there with me, like, <laughs> ah! you know, but like when something is not right, recognizing it and saying mm-hmm. no to it. And I was terrible about that because when I matched with a man and I was going out with him and, you know, there was something a little bit off, I -hmm. I was like the best at being creative and finding a creative way to be like, ah, well, he might be like that today, but, you know, I bet you down the line, he's going to be more aligned in this way. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. I was just always trying to fit that like square peg into that round hole, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and that wasn't working, Um, you know? And so, yeah, I mean that to me was a huge like aha moment and when I started to recognize that and say say no to those things it made room for you know the right things to come my way as well yeah yeah it's like you have to go through the process of saying no's Mm -hmm. till you get to that right 
yes for you. Exactly. Oh, girl, we are aligned. (laughs) Yeah. And I think what gets us there is, is first establishing that healthy, honest, loving relationship with yourself first. Mm-hmm. I think it's the first thing we got to do. I have so enjoyed this conversation with you, Erin. I don't want it to end. Oh, me too. <laughs> I feel like we're friends for life now. And I, I mean, so. obviously, <laughs> obviously, I'm going to be following up with you about this garage sale because I want to know oh, who yes. had wine with you and was it red? Was it white? <laughs> were they paper cups? Were they plastic? Did anybody freak out? I mean, maybe have some hand sanitizer out there. Too. Oh, that's a great idea. I should have some hand sanitizer out there. Oh, that's why I went to the paper cups. That way they can get their own cup. It's disposable. I didn't touch it. And you're right. The hand sanitizer. That's a great idea. We'll definitely do that. So where do we want, uh, where do we want people to listen to um, You're Such a Catch? Oh, um, yes, I would love it if people want to tune in. So I am on all major podcast players, Apple, Spotify, you know, um, Podbean, everything. I am there. And I'm also at You're Such a Catch on all social media platforms. My TikTok leaves a little bit to be desired. <laughs> but <laughs> one day, one day, I have I have high hopes for myself. <laughs> and your website is You're Such a Catch dot com correct it is yes mm-hmm. and is there a contact form on there if people want to i don't know get your advice or maybe they want to be on your show oh yeah absolutely there's a contact form and then like what i had you do which i'm excited about they can always <laughs> apply to be the catch of the week where i highlight you know somebody who's single out there putting putting themselves out there for the world and you know i kind of highlight their likes and dislikes and do a little write up and throw it up on social media and one day i hope to have you know, a vast pool. Like right now it's a little tough because I've got people kind of all over the country. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, Laura might be a good match with Jimmy, but he's, you know, here and she's there and you know what I mean? <laughs> so eventually what I would love to do is have a pool of people that I can go, okay, I know like the right match for, you know, um, these two, you know, wonderful human beings. And so that's, you know, future state goals, but, uh, you know, but it's fun in the meantime too. So, so do your catches right now that you promote on your social media, are they both men and women? It's not just women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (gasps) I didn't realize that. I thought it was just women. I didn't realize you're promoting men too. I'm going to have to dig further into (laughs) this and check out the male catches. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's some good ones. I mean, I have a couple in my head. I'm like, yeah, it's just the the geography of it all. Like I've got to I've got to figure that component out, you know. So it's mm-hmm. not like you're having to do the long distance, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everyone, listen to "You're Such a Catch" on Spotify and all the other podcast platforms. You can go to yoursuchacatch.com to uh, talk to Erin, or you can just follow her on social media. And as she said, all of her handles are "You're Such a Catch." Thank you so much, Erin, for being on the show. Oh. Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. Do you really like it, but you never want to know. Never say you're happy because you don't want me to know.